Hi, this is Carrie Brownstein. This is DJ Premier. This is Darren Aronofsky. You got the Rizzo right here. Rose McGowan. Right here. Aisha Tyler. Tron Conquest. Fred Armisen. Fritz Paul. Javier Munoz. Seth Meyers. Frankie Cosmos. Flying Lotus. Hi, we're Haim. And you're listening to the Talk House Podcast. Hello and welcome to the TalkHouse Podcast. I'm Josh Modell. And this week's episode, we've got a very mellow, very lovely conversation between a woman known for her gorgeous voice and heartfelt songwriting and a man known for, as he calls it, wobbly saxophone, Beth Orton and Alabaster de Plume. Beth Orton has been making beautiful, often heartbreaking songs since the early 1990s when she was a leading light in what I think is a now forgotten genre, folktronica. She first found notice by contributing vocals to a few Chemical Brothers songs, then broke out with her timeless debut album Trailer Park in 1996. She has since created a lovely and varied body of work that's explored a variety of sounds, but that's tied together by her unforgettable voice. Orton's latest album is from last year. It's called Weather Alive, which to me sounds like a spiritual heir to Van Morrison's classic Astral Weeks. That may be in part because it features the saxophone playing of today's other guest, Alabaster de Plume. Check out a little bit of Fractals right here from Weather Alive, and definitely go see Orton on tour this fall. She'll be back in the States this September. BethOrtonOfficial.com has all the dates. Alabaster de Plume picked up the saxophone in 2007, but sort of reinvented himself, including taking on that stage name, in 2015. He became a fixture in London's improvisational jazz scene not long after, and a lot of what he does is centered around the recording studio slash gathering place where this very conversation was recorded, Total Refreshment Center. De Plume broke out in 2020 with an album called To Sigh and Lee, which is inspired by and named after some folks he helped as a mental health support worker. In a couple of weeks, he'll release a new album called Come With Fierce Grace, whose initial sessions were done during the pandemic with Tom Skinner, a drummer who's currently also a member of the Radiohead offshoot The Smile. Check out a little bit of Greek Honey Slick from the new album, and check out alabaster-deplume.com for his schedule, which includes a month of U.S. shows in September. mentioned at the top of this intro, this chat is both lovely and very mellow. De Plume is a soothing presence whose spirit seems powered almost exclusively by love, and Orton is happy to participate. They chat about the climate activism event that landed De Plume in jail and found Orton chased off the stage. They talk about angry yoga and the joys of triangle chokes. And Orton points out how technological advances can help women artists. Find your zen and enjoy this chat. You're enjoying being nervous. Do you enjoy being nervous? Uh, th- that's a nice question. I feel like um, I was in the cell in the jail. We were working on uh, the issue of climate change and getting arrested to, uh, you know, Make to to do the thing. And I and I was in there feeling like, oh, I am so uncomfortable and uh, distressed. It's a strange combination. It's a combination of like really bored and really scared. So yeah. It's not very often you get to be bored and scared at the same time. 
Yeah. And I was like, oh, I feel so uncomfortable and distressed. And I thought, well, uh, what's my definition of happy? You know, am I happy? What's my definition of happy? And happiness for me is less like if I am comfortable, I am happy. It's more like um, the more I am myself, the more I am happy. Mm. And I was like, am I being myself right now? And I'm very much myself right now in the cell because I'm doing something that I believe in. So you ask me, am I, uh, do I enjoy being nervous? Yeah. And I can, I definitely can. If I'm being me, then I can enjoy it. Do you know what mm. I mean? That's lovely. Yeah. Yeah. You got such a beautiful vibe. Thank she brought you. me flowers. I know, now. I'm sorry I was late. I had to cook dinner with my son and he wanted to make ramen from scratch. Ramen. Uh, and uh, But he was going to use like, you know, uncooked raw eggs and shit and raw chicken. Thank you for getting here late. It helps me because I, I was late. I was yeah. like, I bet he's happy I'm late. I, I have a problem with time. Time makes me uncomfortable. Time feels like you describe being in a prison. So how long were you in the prison for? And, and did you get out and were you, were you properly, like, were you arrested like proper? Yeah, he went to court and I was charged. They let me out early because they needed the space for more people. Yeah. But that was what we were doing, you know, we were just yeah. filling the jails. Right. But I but I was charged and it's, it has made it complicated with visas. But I managed to get my US visa anyway. So that was part of the climate uh, extinction rebellion. I sang it, that exact thing. I, I went, ended it. I ended it. I was the last person to sing yes. on the Sunday in, um, you know, the square on Hyde Park, Hyde Park Corner. And the police took my microphone away. Oh, my God. They gosh. shut us down. I, I shut, you began it. I shut it down. Wow. <laughs> and they, um, yeah, they took, they, they took everything. They, I got my guitar, but I didn't get my mics back. What did you sing, Spirit? I sang, you know, the usual, the usual board of songs. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I had lots of other questions for you as well. I was thinking about them, listening to you. So, I mean, the main thing is just like, so when you were little... Gus, little baby Gus, like a little boy. Yeah. How was it? How was it when I was in it? Well, it's really funny. I've just been to Stratford-on-Avon with my mum mm. to check out where she was going at that time because I wanted to have a look at how it was when I was born as part of the work that I'm doing on myself because I need to f figure out where I'm coming from. Mm-hmm. Well, you'd done a lot of good work, you know, in, in the community of Man right? Before you got to London, you were doing some beautiful work, I think. What with Ian Lee? Exactly, yeah. I miss them. What are they up to? I've seen them for yonks, you know. Right. And that was working with, tell us a bit about Ian Lee. Adults with learning difficulties. Yeah. Uh, and I was part of a team that provided 24-hour support for them. Right. And when I started that work, I thought I was doing it just because... I need to get a job. Right. But I didn't know at the time that... It would become a... That I would learn the best things. What did you learn? I learned about leadership. And I learned about, oh, I don't know, so many things about self-expression and courage. And mm -hmm. uh, taught me brilliant things that I use every day about leadership, about working with people. Mm, it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. How do you feel? Because you're a leader. Am I a leader? Yeah. I don't feel like I'm a leader. Sometimes I feel... Oh, that's a funny one. Yeah, I knew you were going to ask me things I wouldn't know how to answer. I don't know anything. But I do think sometimes I'm not great at... That's a really good point, like helping people get what it is they want out of the moment so that everybody gets what they need. But you lead us when you sing. Well, yeah, or, or like... I'm all instincts. I was thinking on the way here. We had our first conversation on the phone. Yeah. 
when I called you and I was like, oh, would you like to know? And yeah. we had a chat and we talked about process. Yeah. And I learned so much. And I was like, it was, I felt like we were in a similar process, mm. though I hadn't named it the way you were very conscious of what your process was. Mm. And obviously, like you say, you're conscious of, of leading and how that could work and how that can happen. I don't necessarily do things consciously, mm. but I'm very instinct driven. Mm. So when I heard your music over that Christmas of 21, and I was so moved and it reminded me of the Tibetan lady whose name I always forget, who did the chanting and it was around 98. I had her record, very lonely music. It makes you feel the sorrow that's already there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because it's there. Yeah, it's there. And if we don't talk about it, then it's just, it becomes more threatening. Right. Or, Or you make music the way you make music and I can listen to that and I find the beauty in my sorrow and I find the beauty in, and I, I did and I was, that Christmas was brutal. And, but I listened to you the whole way through wow. and then I reached out to you and I was like oh do you, do you would you be up for listening to a couple of songs and then we had a conversation about like and you were saying that you were sending music out to people and, and no one had heard what else had been done to the mm-hmm. music and in a way inadvertently I was doing a similar thing yeah we had the, do you remember that conversation yeah yeah, yeah I remember yeah. I was in the garden in Leighton I remember yeah. It was just what I needed at the time. Me too. That chat. Yeah, the chat and the music and mm. the hope. The conscious mind feels frantically that it must be in control. Yeah. Yeah. Don't worry, everyone. I've, I've got it. I, yeah. I can do it. I can do it. You should do this and you should do that. I think, I think, I think you should. Yeah. And the real wisdom is in the rest of us, yeah. And you just were describing to me how you work from a place of subconscious yes. uh, choice yeah would you say that that's something you've chosen is there something that any of those who are listening might, might find useful in <sighs> connecting with that method the only method that i have like originally 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 and something that i reference in the music that i just made was this play that i did when i was 19 and i worked in a theater like a pub theater in West London. And it was all around the Peter Brook, this guy, Peter Brook, and the open space method. And it was this method of doing whatever you wanted to do in that moment, whatever you wanted to say, whatever. And everything was cast devised. So you would say, and this guy would write it down. And Mm. that's how the script got made. It was just a really powerful moment in my life. And then I went into making music and so on. But what I only, it was only this year. I was, again, revisiting Proust. Not that I've, like, read it all, because I have not, but, like, I've been, you know, slowly, slowly, slowly working. And and when I was really, like, depressed and having really struggling, as I have been for the last, well, (laughs) quite a while, but especially more consciously trying to work with it and get better from it in the last 10 years. But um, I had found that listening to Proust and this one particular reader was really helpful. But what was, and I don't know if this will make any sense, but it was fascinating. I was listening to it one night on tour last November or October. And the next day I opened the book to the exact page I'd been listening to being read to me. Then, And I realised that I had written a song that was directly related to that page, to that, information and the whole thing was the for me one of the most clear descriptions he gives of the subconscious 
And that whole book is about obviously the subconscious or and, and so much writing is, and I'm only just starting to understand that. But I don't know where that happened. All I know is when I get out of the way, when I stop thinking I can control outcomes or everything's better. I love to say get out of the way of the song, you know. No. And I, when we, oh, I had better do, you know, when yeah. we arrange these situations where lots of people are paying attention to me and I'm going to deliver the song. Uh-huh. And I think I had better do something yeah. to be good enough, yeah. you know. But it's not about me. No one cares if I'm good at the thing or not. They care about the song. Get out of the way of the song. The great thing wants to happen. Let us allow it to happen. So when did you learn, like, your tone, right? On Let's just get down to, like, you have an extraordinary tone. You mean the wobbly saxophones? It's not the wobbly, it's the this the soul that comes directly. It's hmm. just extraordinary. And, and everyone, it's just the warmth. Croatia, for example. Mm. It's just, where does that come from? When did you pick up the saxophone? Well, in 2008, I left everything in my life mm-hmm. and moved into a big new house full of completely chaotic drunken guitarists and we were chaotic and drunken together and i had a saxophone and in that house it was since everyone was so drunk and musical it didn't matter how bad i was i work on the tone all the time if you don't play saxophone for like three days your your Mm. your lips get weak very quickly Mm -hmm. and you've got to train to have um, a nice tone Uh Where does the tone come from? I don't know. I would say I've not got the tone yet. I'm still working on uh, meeting. But you have a the, tone. The, the, the tone. Mm-hmm. Or a tone. And it's a tone. <laughs> I don't know. It's, a, it's, it's what com- feels true between mm-hmm. us when we share that yeah. moment, whoever we are, you know, mm-hmm. and hopefully it's not, you know, it, it's, it wants to be different. Ever. How do we do the show? I don't know. I, I want to not know. I guess when I talk about that, that, there's something that I feel in what you play that I have not felt anywhere else before on wow. a saxophone, and that's a really beautiful thing. Did you play other instruments before? No, it's just guitar. Me neither. No. I just picked up a guitar when I was 19, and hmm. I wrote poems when I was little, and I'd always, like, you know, loved words, always jotted things down, but I'd never, I didn't sing in public. I was afraid to sing in public. Hmm. but for me I, I lost my mother and when she died I was just like I'm going to try a few things I, I went in a bull ring with a bull wow yeah it nearly got me what's it like it was scary I ran it was in France it was just like you're running and you know it's got up your ass and it's going to get you any second you, know? you run away from the bull I stood as long as I could and then yeah. But it was gonna, it was gonna get me. So anyway, I did that. But for me, singing live, and that, that's when I was in this play. I sang a bit of this song, and um, I turned a poem into a, a Verlaine, a, a Rambo poem into a into like what I imagined was a blues song. So when I picked up my voice, I just imagined like, I don't know, like this is a song, right? It feels like giving up, doesn't it? It feels like allowing. Yeah. It's there anyway. And you go, oh, this thing is there. And you just allow it. Mm. Like, what's the opposite of sleep? Trying to sleep. You know, it's like when you try Mm. and sing the song, that's when you're not singing. Like, say, when you need to let go of something in your life. I found myself trying to let go of something, yeah? And I was going around thinking, I should let go. I must let go. But then when I changed it to, I have let go, 
and then then it happens. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's that fake it till you make it. It's no, a real, it's a real not. thing. Yeah, it's a real yeah. thing, you know. You say it first, and it will happen. A word spoken creates a reality. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's heavy and beautiful. Do you read music now? No. I mean, I did a few blues piano lessons and that was the closest I got to knowing what the dots were. I've just done one more piano lesson recently. But um How was it? It was beautiful. She's a really nice lady. Yeah, yeah she's really lovely. What's her vibe? Her vibe is like, what do you play? So we started with one of my things, like the Weather Alive song with that and I was like, what am I doing? And like she was like, you've got a circular motion and mm-hmm. you've got to find a circular motion. And I was like, oh, I love it. Movement. Wow. wow. It wasn't about like like sticking me to the music. It was like she she looked at how I played. She's not imposing another will on me. And I, yeah, yeah. I, couldn't do, I couldn't do school. I couldn't learn. I used to do this thing at school where I'd like draw little eyeballs on a piece of paper with yeah. little dots in the middle and then like stick them on my eyes close my eyes and just sit there like that <laughs> my head in my hands like it's so funny to listen and um the teacher never realized i was just asleep it's a really good image that you just gave me because so many kind of situations i find people treat me a certain way and i feel like i need to do just that and put and put like put some eyeballs on my on your eyeball but i like I'm really sort of like, I really don't want anyone to feel like that when I'm yeah. communicating with them, you know? And it will happen. There will be times where I'm dealing with someone. Like, just imagine, because we speak just now, not only to each other, but to somebody, mm. to some people, people who have strived for years and decades to live and, uh, and who put immense effort mm. into their existence, yeah? Mm. And they're alive right now, and they're beautiful, and I love them. Like, just imagine if any of them are listening right now and feeling like they just need to close their eyes. <laughs> and here they are, spending mm. their time with our conversation. Mm-hmm. Isn't it our honour? It is an honour. Yeah, isn't it nice? It really is. I think they're amazing. It's You're just... amazing, whoever you are. The other thing is just like, be you, be uniquely you. I found that saying to my son today, he's 11, and I was just like, just remember, like, the only thing you can be is who you are. The best thing you can be is who you are. Mm-hmm. Just go into the world with that sweetness and, um, you know, awareness that, like, sometimes you're not sleeping because there's a lot you're feeling and you just don't know necessarily that you're feeling it. And throughout the day, we're just, like, thrown these curveballs, thrown very subtle feelings that that end up shutting us down and we don't realize and then at night we're not sleeping because we got to think about it so journaling is a really good thing as well like writing a journal writing it down and whether we wake up and we go you know what it's okay yes that was happening and i accept that it's all right that person's a bit of an idiot or whatever Mm. excuse me for saying but you know what i mean or whatever it is that makes you feel better in that moment me i'm an insomniac so for me it's all about the night time she like uh, Thich Nhat Han. Yeah. Do you know him? Yeah. And he was like, I've not read his books. I've read his, I've watched his YouTube videos. Yeah. And he's like, hello, my little grief. I know you are there. I am home to take care of you. Right, you to know? receive you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. it is me, that feeling that I run away from. Yeah. And I run away from it without realizing, you know, and I yeah. go into my phone. Suddenly I'm very busy. I need to do something on my phone. Yeah, you know? I know. You know, suddenly I'm very busy. I just need to stand up and uh, go and uh, make some coffee. And uh, I need to do. I need to do this thing or that. Or get hammered. 
you know? Yeah. But there is a, and th uh, thoughts as well, run into thoughts and uh, they're, a, they're not real, they're a story. But you can sometimes still need to just like acknowledge them, welcome them in. Because they think they want to be me, don't they, the thoughts? Yeah, they want company. But if I can see them, yeah. then I'm not them, am I? <laughs> right. And I can feel the feeling and the thoughts are taking me away from the feeling. Oh, I'm just going to try and solve this problem that's got the bad feeling. Maybe for a moment I will meet the pain and say, hello, pain. I feel you. I feel you in my body. Thanks for coming. I'm, I'm glad you're here. Mm. And I become more whole. Does that make sense? Yeah. So do you feel that if you can recognize something as other, it isn't you then? If it's like, if, it's like, if I can see you, you are not me. I guess That's so. interesting. I like that. Yeah. We could do our own podcast. We could be like those people that like, have like loads of guests and just let's do our own podcast. Them for hours. I think that'll be amazing. It'll be so good. Who should we get? I don't know. Um, Alanis Morissette. Let's get Alanis we Morissette. Get Alanis Morissette. Come, Come on, Alanis. We could have. Well, obviously, I mean, but the thing is, it's like if you live online, you kind of get put off every idea you have because it's like, oh Jesus, oh Christ, oh there it is. It what is. do you mean? Well, we live in like sound bites, right? This kind of this phone we have with the YouTube and the this and the that. It's yeah. just so many sound bites. Everything's reduced to like a two sentence yeah. little piece. But why does that put you off? I feel like it's too easily found, and. Maybe, uh, maybe I do. Maybe I've really enjoyed my kind of process of like finding it for myself. If there's something that you really like, that's a really rare thing. If suddenly everyone's into it, then you're like, I don't want, I don't like it anymore. I mean, that can be a bit extreme. Like people do a lot. There's a lot of that goes on in our own industry. But in the music, whatever, it's all about that. I guess I hope I don't mean it as insincerely as that can sometimes seem. But I, yeah, no, I'm just being honest i i react i have that reaction whether it's right or wrong i'm i'm I, i'm very open to it just like yeah i think i'm just finding it like i really need to not be near the technology that is everywhere were you good at school oh no i was uh, very stubbornly bad me too i was uh, very pointedly <laughs> rubbish <laughs> i was very deliberately <laughs> shite shite <laughs> I never did. Do you know what's funny? Somebody said to me the other day, someone, uh, you know, people who do sport like you, and I'm like, what? I don't do sport. What do you don't mean? I ran away yours. from the PE, yeah. you know. The, 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 I never did nothing like that. But these past couple of years, I am devoted to doing jiu-jitsu. Do you ever do martial arts? I don't, no. I do, no. I'm like a bit of yoga. bit of yoga, yeah. I don't know how you get by without throwing people on the floor. Really? I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you get by without doing triangle chokes. Seriously? Yeah, I love it so What's much. You it's could do of, one, but no one would. They might hear me. I'm not no. going to do any submissions on you, Beth Orton. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> do your kids ever talk about martial arts? All the kids do one down the road, and my son did it for a while. And I was going to start and I wanted to do Tai Chi and then my dog ran into the Tai Chi circle and it was just awful. What's wrong with that? Well, he's mental and he started like humping backpacks and stuff. And this woman was freaking out. And I, that was when I was like, okay, maybe just keep my vibe away from that for a minute. <laughs> Dog's like... <laughs> maybe they've forgotten by now. Maybe they go in there and get involved in the Chai Tea, Tai Chi. <laughs> Stand back. I know Chai Tea. <laughs> 
I do want to get. I'm, I have plans for that kind of getting fit. Oh, really? What are your plans? I'm not sure what my plans are, to be honest. It's for your mental health, isn't it? Being, isn't it? Being in your body. I go into the the session, the jiu-jitsu session, and I'm riding there on my bicycle full of my frets and uh, mm. regrets and mm. uh, concerns about oh, what I should do about that thing and does that person like me anymore, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And I go in there and, um, you know, you know, talk about being present. You've got to be present if someone's going to punch you in the face. I feel joy, like a little child, mm. joy. And you can tell how much of it is about care because of how violent it is. If it wasn't at least as caring as it is violent... Mm. it wouldn't last very long would it we'd all be in hospital we'd get hurt yeah. you know yeah it's learning to fall learning to be thrown in a way that doesn't harm you and trusting each other mm. i do our yenga yoga which is like for grandmas but it's not it's just really intensely kind of angry yoga where everyone shouts at each other is um, wow it's the, it's the Iyengar, and it's like but, but it's really interesting i think what you're talking about maybe has a crossover is that you get so involved in the specifics of the asana that kind of staying in the asana and and like that the minutiae of what you're doing down to your bones to your sinews to your every little what's it called fascia um, tissue and you it's a meditation and it's beautiful wow that sounds deep it is deep what do you shout in the shouty yoga what words i don't words? shout the shouty yoga but you can get very shouty teachers what you know they get very irritated wow very irritated which is very hard for me because like i don't need that but there's also a respect in the one who is shouting because they respect you enough to be enough, able to right. shout you mm. know they want you I'm going to gonna shout because I believe because I believe in you. Yeah, and if you get this, you're going to feel great, and Beautiful. it's, it's going to work. So yeah, I know these things we have to do to keep us in one piece. We don't have to. Or many pieces, many pieces at once. Hey, this is Josh Modell, host of the Talk House podcast. We love it when musicians come on the show and talk about process, and often they'll get into the nuts and bolts of being a working artist, which can sometimes be fun and sometimes feel more like a business. Well, this episode of Talk House is brought to you by DistroKid, which is an amazing service for musicians looking to get their songs out into the world in an incredibly smart and cost-effective way. For the past decade plus, DistroKid has made it easy to get your music on all the streaming services, including Spotify, Apple Music, TikTok, Instagram, and more. You keep 100% of your earnings minus a flat yearly fee, which is a better deal than you'll find anywhere else. More than a million artists use DistroKid, and the latest version of their app is better than ever. It includes features that make it easy to see your account details, including the money you've earned, as well as to seamlessly edit things like lyrics and metadata across platforms. There's even a feature called Instant Share, which allows you to easily share files with your bandmates, booking agent, playlist curators, and more. DistroLock allows you to protect your songs. DistroKid users get a YouTube official artist channel, too. The list goes on. The DistroKid app is available on iOS and Android. Go check it out today. Seattle in the 90s. A tidal wave of iconic music roars out of this sleepy city and launches a pop culture revolution. Here's a story you haven't heard. Let the Kids Dance is a new podcast about the rise and fall of Seattle's teen dance ordinance, the law that made it illegal for young people to go to concerts. A story of moral panic, grassroots activism, and an unstoppable music community that fought for its freedom. Listen to Let the Kids Dance from KUOW and the NPR Network. 
So there's your saxophone sitting there. We're in. Where are we, by the way? We're in the Total Refreshment Center. It's the best place in the world. This is where you record. Yeah, yeah. I was just making some tunes just now. Beautiful. Bish bash bosh. Thinking about the people who are sing them too. Thanks for coming. I love that you're here. No, I'm, I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. It does the place good. That leads us back to that leadership thing as well. It's like, how do you lead so that everyone blossoms, mm-hmm. including yourself? And I guess that's what you've built here, right? Uh, yeah, we, we are still building it. You yeah. are building it by being here. Beautiful. We react and respond to each other. <laughs> I don't believe so much in people as I believe in what's between yeah. between you and I. I have a self Yeah. between myself and another. I have another and yourself likewise, you know. Yeah, like there's a whole other little bit. There's a being in here. Yeah, yeah. A reactive. Yeah, go on. Yeah, 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 yeah. As a great friend of mine said recently, even a log is multifaceted. Well, it <laughs> is. Look at all it comes from. It's a tree. Mm-hmm. And it's going to bring us fire and it's going to like, you know, make a bowl or. It's going to make a bowl. That's what it's going to do. <laughs> Bish, bash, bosh. Or it's going to make some wind chimes. I don't know. Yeah. Everything's got something. Everything's got something to give. We could talk about we could talk about making tunes. So yeah. What's this little chart here? Oh, that's gold. That's your record. Yeah, that's oh, right, yeah. 35 songs. No, 35 tapes. tapes. Anal- analog tape. Do you ever record to tape? Everything was always recorded to tape except for my last two records. Any particular vibes about changing that? Um, for me, the last two records, I was involved in the production and I think as um, a mother and as someone who is like, I'm married to a musician and had, you know, I'm home alone with my kids a lot and to be at home and have the ability to record onto a computer and that become the music, Hmm. that's very freeing for me rather than like spending gazillions of pounds going in a fancy studio and then like binning it all. And the thing is because I do, so that's true too, because I, I like... What I tell you, what's interesting actually is is tell what used to. Interest. I'll tell you something really, really you. fascinating. Fucking wait a minute. So no, but <laughs> when I was younger, it's always just like I drove everyone mad because I was like, yeah, that's brilliant. No, hang on a minute. No, that's brilliant. And it was like, well, make your mind up. It's like, well, this is me making my mind up. This is how I make my mind up. It's like I oscillate and I vacillate and I find my way through to yep. what it is. Concentric circles feels good. And so for me to have the ability to keep trying things out, there was a huge freedom in that. And like to to get the take. Mm. Who is it who died recently? And he did this song, Traction in the Rain. And it was really interesting. David Crosby. I don't know how interesting this is. But you see him sing the song, um, his mate, Crosby Stills or Nash, one of those. He says, sing that song you just wrote. And he sings it. And it is the most perfect I was just so blown away when I heard it. It was like, there is someone just who has just written a song and he has not got in the way of it yet. And then you hear, I was like, I've got to hear the recording of that. And I was like, damn, it's all for me. It's not there anymore. Mm-hmm. He'd heard the song on some, it's interesting what you said earlier about like, if you can see it, then it's not you. I'm, I'm going to mull on that for a while because what does that mean? But like, it's like he had seen outside of, the song he'd mm. seen it in a different light and he's he'd got involved in it in a new way yeah yeah, yeah. and it was gone and meddling I think, and there's something for me about working with a computer 
means that I can find that moment and go back to it. Or you can be there on the song's schedule, whereas usually we are like, I'm going to do arrange things according to my schedule. Well, also, it's like you need an engineer and you need like you need the guy who does this and the guy and suddenly you're on a couch for like 10 hours, like sitting in the back of a room, like waiting to do your thing. Whereas like if it's in my house, it's just sat there. I can just go and I'm like, oh, this is the moment or this is the only only moment I have because like I have an hour to myself so I can work. Do you know what's funny? What? It is precisely because I want to escape those things that I love to work with the tape Mm. because it makes it just that bit more hopeless that I could try and meddle with the thing. Like you kind of can't because there's only one tape, there's only so much tape. So you give up. But I've got lots of very specific rules in recording. Yeah. Like they're not, they're not rules. I just make sure they happen. Yeah. Um, Like we don't know if the tape is running or not. Right. And we don't stop songs halfway through. We don't listen Mm. to what we've done. Yeah. We'll play a tune and then as soon as the tune's finished, indeed maybe before Mm -hmm. it's finished, Mm -hmm. I'll lead us into an improvisation of something. Mm. And then from there we'll go into a different tune. Beautiful. And then we'll do something else. Mm. And we just play. Mm -hmm. And I keep everyone distracted by enjoying each other yeah so they forget about themselves but i think that that to me is quite like that would have been the experience of making records to tape when i was younger i made a record with jim o'rourke and it was amazing where we literally gave ourselves five days and we just like played the song once and we didn't mess around or Mm -hmm. i did that with tom skinner and um tom herbert on the raw recordings on the drums and the bass and the and Mm -hmm. the kind of the core recordings for the music of the last record I made, whether I've, it's the same thing, like first thought, best thought, that's Tom's thing, Tom Skinner's thing is that that vibe, which I love. For me, I'm talking about something else though. It's just like, it's like the, the kind of privilege to, to spend my own time on something. I'm, it just, I, I've really enjoyed it. Yes. So it's different. I think, I think there's no shame. And I was always like, it has to be analog. It has to be like, you know, on tape. So we have that sound. You were like that. Oh, I was very yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yet for the last two records, I've loved being able to take my yeah, computer yeah. and be like, Shazar, just stick, stick, what, like, yeah. you know, he'll pick up this, this guitar and he'll yeah. just make a bass line out of it. And then suddenly you can just do what you want with it. Bish bash bosh. The opposite of bish bash bosh. It's like a very, for me, it's like a very soulful expression. And it also means that I bring in the kind of, the atmosphere of, of my family and my life now. Oh, yeah. You I've see, not and, and that's, that. that's like, you know, those ladies with their pots. And it's like years later, you can hear from like the, I don't know, back in the, back and beyond where you like you can hear them talking when you listen through to the to the kind of the rivulets the grooves in the clay and I, I feel like you can hear my kids laughing you can hear people walking yeah, through and yeah. Yeah. it doesn't really matter I can still make music and I, I feel for me as a, as a woman and as a mother I would love people to know that is okay and you don't it doesn't have to be this kind of like you know there's so many reasons not to make music there's so many reasons not to do what you love and I think as many of them as we can take away and make it accessible. Yeah. Making music accessible. Yeah, yeah. And I love your what you're saying, and I think there's so much room for what you're saying. 
And I think there's also just like this beautiful freedom in just being like, oh, yeah, I can just do this here and now. You can give yourself permission. Yeah. 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 And I think I have friends who are like, I know, like I have a best friend and she's like, she has talent in her. She could do anything. And yet she just feels that she has so, she's so bright. She has so many voices that tell her she can't. Mm-hmm. And she'll do the thing of like, she'll see the idea and oh, it's already been done. Oh, it's already been done. Oh, what's the point? Oh, what's the point? She'll find a million reasons not to do, to write the book, to write the, the play, to mm-hmm. the poem, the, 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 the song. The, and, um, I think for women, there's, I would say there's something in the freedom of, of technology that, that is liberating. Mm. I do a lot on my phone as well, just singing to my phone. I was on the train with my daughter the other day yeah. and I was just like, oh, so, so, so. <laughs> she just took the absolute <laughs> piss out of me. She was like, so just thought I was crazy. And I was like, oh yeah, I'm doing that thing. <laughs> but, what you thing? Know, doing the what thing, thing of getting the idea down from just, having a, a feeling there like i really nothing want nothing wrong with that and she just thought it was funny but well, it was quite it funny. can be funny and crazy yeah. everything's crazy if you think about it long enough yeah yeah there's rules and there's there's a wonderful lack of rules in this there is a freedom well we know that this kind of like diy quality mm-hmm. but what you're talking about is a is another kind of level because you we again it's leadership so you're kind of like manifesting that right through that analog yeah yeah and i love getting like for one thing Kay, who records the stuff Mm -hmm. he's like we don't know when he's recording that i just trust him with that Mm. that's his job and i get his voice in your in the thing in the little speak back and uh, no 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 i mean his creative voice (gasps) right in terms of what he chooses to record or what he manages to record or what he keeps over there Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So I've got to give up, you know, I've got to let yeah. go of, I'm not in that room whether, you know, the tape is recording or not. Yeah. I'm in this room with us yeah. and uh, with our creative voices mm-hmm. and focusing on enjoying each other mm. and what is recorded or not. I let go of that. Mm. Like um, we invited you down to Village Underground. Yeah. Did I tell you what to do? No. No. No, and then what was lovely about that was like, um, no, but I do that with music. I mean, I would never sit in a room with a musician and be like, could you play that? For a start, I wouldn't know how to. And yeah. and, and what's much more interesting is just getting the players that you love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, that's yeah. the, my big thing is like pulling yeah. people together. I loved contributing on your work, you know, because yeah. I did genuinely feel like I was trusted. You're fully. And I felt like I was welcome as myself. Fully. You know? I wouldn't bring a musician in to tell them what to play. I bring mm. them in because I love Hey, who tell they you are. what, though, sometimes it can set them free if you do that. I think the song Depending on, says what it Yeah, enough. it does, yeah. But some people are completely crushed by what, well, by the way they've learned music or the way they've connected with this world oh, yeah. and it can liberate them to be given you know is it a cage or is it a climbing frame mm. sometimes by making specific things you can set people free and sometimes i will work with someone yeah on like a really sound understanding of the material and be very careful to and like you can't help them just a bit you know some people who are really scared Sometimes, sometimes they need that. Yeah, I mean, I've run residencies for women in the UK, in Manchester, funny enough, in Leeds. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, because you know there's only 1% of PRS 
is for women. It's one percent. How do you mean one percent? Like one percent of women writers, writers mm. out of a hundred percent of people, one mm. percent is woman let write as female. It's so it's wow. very few, especially up north in the north of England. Wow. So you have like people, you know, like imposter syndrome has become like a you know, a kind of catchphrase or whatever, but it's um it's real. And when I was doing that, I would organize the room. I would put three people. I would just keep moving the rooms around like, okay, now you three go together. Now let's take one or put someone yeah. else in and yeah, see yeah. what happens. I mean, I'm not sure how good I was at it because I get very impassioned about it. Yeah. And I get quite bossy sometimes and sort of opinionated. But at the same time, but I was like, I was like, you're here with me for five days. Yeah. Let's see what I can help bring out of this situation. Yeah. It's tricky, but it's a way of us learning, you know, learning, you know, yeah. everyone's got their own way to be made welcome mm. and we're going to get it wrong sometimes. And you as know. you said, it's like figuring out what it is the individual in the room, each person yeah. needs, or, yeah. or what brings out the best in them. Oh, I know I was going to talk about the Village Underground gig. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was beautiful. Your poem. I had I wrote a poem like just before I got on stage. Like I just wrote free associated, blah, 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 blah. And then got up and it was just like I got on stage and you set a tone. And I was just like, fuck yeah, I can do this. And yeah. it's interesting because it's like, it took me back full circle to when I was 19 and doing that play. And it was like, oh yeah. Right. And there I was sat center stage and I sat on the monitor and, yeah. and you just started to play. Yeah. And then this thing just grew. Amazing, it was very yeah, beautiful. Yeah. I and I know that that's that. what not recorded. That just Imagine if I asked somebody to do that. Will you come and perform, but I need you to um, compose exa exactly what you're going to perform on the train on the way to the gig. Is that yeah. all right? Thanks. That's next level. It was beautiful. How did you come up with that idea to do that, to write the poem on the way? I had a sense of how you work, and I, I knew, like, I, want, I keep trying to find that part of me, that 19-year-old part of me, not because of the youth, but because of the kind of, the f I go back, maybe the word freedom doesn't exactly say it, but that kind of, like, there's a freedom to that. Do you ever talk to her? Who? That? The 19-year-old of you. Well, the other day, did we just have the, but the idea of writing songs to that part? to that person like do we write songs to parts of ourselves and you were talking about like, writing to people that you don't know but you have a sense of might how that might help or how they might respond to what it is you're doing yeah but i've not thought about writing to who i was yeah i think that i do do that and um and you write to her sometimes 19 year old i think this industry is quite it sort of smooths all your edges off if you're not careful. Does it? I think so, it can. Does this world I don't think in general? Do, that to you. do you think the world does that in general? It does, right? It just keeps going, no, get back in, get back in your box, shut up, get back in your box. True, isn't it? Someone asked me how I was and I said, I'm very light. There's less of me. Mm. I'm more myself. Mm. And like you know, when you make a sculpture, you do it by chopping bits off. Mm. There's less of me. I'm more myself. That's nice. Mm. That's beautiful. That's deep. Oh, well, I, I thought of it because I saw a clip from Rambo, mm. you know, Sylvester Stallone. Mm -hmm. And he, he talks about Rambo that way. I wish I could quote it directly. It's hilarious. Well, then there's also <laughs> the thing of David, right, where they 
when the record I made finally got given to someone who loved it, who took it with real love, which was the person who put the record out on their label. And he said, it's like with David, you know, you, you chip away, you chip away. But the, the, the piece was always there. David. David Michelangelo. Oh. And you, 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 you right. cut away, you cut the away. same thing. Right. And you are amongst gods. Yes. The, 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 yeah, it's there. It was always there. It just yeah, yeah. needed revealing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if anybody listening has lost something, or lost a part of yourself recently, you chip away, you chip away, and you've got... You're amongst gods. You know, yeah. There's less of you, but you're more yourself. I sort of need that. That's beautiful. Mm. Mm. Let's do a podcast. <laughs> Let's do I think we just did, mate. I know. <laughs> How's that for you, Spirit? It's nice, isn't it? Yeah. It's really nice doing this with you, you two. Thank you. Yeah. Beautiful. Bish, bash, bosh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Bish, bash, and bosh. Bosh Bosh is the bit that we make in the middle, that kind of like (laughs) the energetic thing. It's the Bish, bash, bosh cast. Thanks for listening to the Talk House podcast, and thanks to Beth Orton and Alabaster DePlume for chatting. If you like what you heard, please follow Talk House on your favorite podcasting platform and check out all the goodness at talkhouse.com. This episode was produced by Myron Kaplan, and the Talk House theme is composed and performed by The Range. See you next time.